1: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I am the author of three books. My newest is Organizing for the Rest of Us. I have also written Decluttering at the Speed of Life and How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 332, and... I am going to call it creative endeavors and flat surfaces and dealing with other people because that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm talking with Amy, and Amy, uh, we had a great conversation. She's in an interesting situation. Life changes are happening and uh, just adjusting to that, but it's all good stuff. So um, so anyway, we go through uh, talking about her unique challenges. Amy is one of my kindred spirits who is um so the kindred spirits are patrons of the show through patreon.com/slabkinsclean. Um that's who uh, when you're a patron then you can apply to do one of these sessions. So uh if you'd like to know more about being a patron of the show, go to patreoncom clean. So anyway, we're going to talk about hot spots and dealing with areas that seem to continually collect clutter, no matter what. Um, we talk about, uh, dealing with her husband's stuff and, you know, projects oriented kind of stuff as well. So, and then we talk about scrapbooking and pictures and not even knowing where to start and all that kind of thing. So we had a great conversation. I think you're going to love it. And so here we go. Here's my conversation with Amy. All right, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm excited for you to be here today. I'm excited too. You feel good about it? You... I'm a little nervous,
2: but... Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about.
1: Okay. So tell me about your unique life situation.
2: Well, I have, uh, we, my husband and I have three kids, a six-year-old girl, and a, a nine-year-old boy and an 11-year-old boy. And my husband just, well, about a year ago, he separated from the military. So we were a military family, National Guard family. And he, when he separated, he had just come off of a nearly two-year deployment. Oh, wow. So we are getting, I don't want to say we're completely used. We're still kind of getting in the groove of not being a military, military family and having him around 50 or 100% of the time. Because he, when he was in the service, he was gone half the time and in and out of our normal routines pretty much as far as long as my kids could remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that was our unique experience. And now we're kind of a normal family with a normal, he has a normal nine to five job. And we have to, we're kind of trying to get used to that.
1: Oh, well, thank you for your service as his support. And thank you to him for his service too. Um, so that's a huge adjustment. I mean, it sounds like you went through adjustment after adjustment, after adjustment, and now it's
2: another big adjustment. So yeah, we, we almost had to get our life We were just kind of used to constant chaos and things constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So now that things are not changing and we can set up routines in our life and consistent hours that we can expect different family members to be in different places, it's very odd (laughs) to be able to plan around a normal schedule now. So did you move a lot before? He was National Guard. So thankfully, we just stayed in our house. He was all over the country. Okay. But um, but we got to stay here.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that is I I love hearing about your unique situation. So do you um are you full-time mom?
2: Yeah, I'm a full-time I mean, obviously you
1: are, but anyway, you know what I mean.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a full-time homeschool mom. And then I also work from home as a um fashion designer. I do wedding dresses, um, wedding design, bridesmaid dresses, special occasion, things like that.
1: That is so cool. Do you sew them as well or you design them?
2: Yeah, you I sew do them.
1: Them.
2: yeah, wow, yeah. So I want so to hear more me, about that. <laughs> that keeps me busy seasonally. Yes, it, wedding season is kind of a cyclical thing where you know weddings are popular in June, obviously. So, leading up to that, I'm crazy busy, and like right now, it's kind of a slow season. So, that, we, that's again, our life goes from being kind of normal to slightly chaotic when my schedule gets busy. Do you,
1: would you say you have a project brain that is what allows you absolutely. to be able to do that? Well,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So do you work with individual clients and design and create their dresses? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's, I, um, lived in Thailand when I was engaged. And so I basically just went to the seamstress and said, I want it like this, you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: and she yeah, did a few it was really, really fun. And it's, it's a fun experience. Just yeah. I get to talk to brides and get to use my creativity and it's fun.
1: Well, and it's like, it's the most, um, fairy, like the actual fairy tale time. Like you right. get to create the fairy tale thing that you can justify it for that, where you maybe right. can't justify it for any other time. In your exactly. Life. Yeah. yeah. Love it. That's really cool. Okay. So tell us, um, what strategy has
2: had the biggest impact on your home? Probably washing the dishes. I started reading your second book actually when my husband was deployed at the beginning of the quarantine in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the audiobook while I was doing a project, because that's how I kept myself busy while he was gone was house projects. Mm-hmm. And I kept having to pause the audiobook and just be like, someone understands my brain. <laughs> I didn't know these people existed. This is crazy. And then I found the kindred spirits and it was just like, oh my goodness. Everybody struggle, all of these people struggle with the dishwashing thing. And it's not just me. I'm not broken. I can do this. Yay. And it made a huge difference. So have is that something that you've had to adjust and
1: readjust as you've had kind of the upheaval of it used to be this routine and now he's home all the time. Has that changed those routines some?
2: Yes, definitely. I'm not as good as it when he was gone. I would put the kids to bed, come back downstairs and do do the whole kitchen cleanup thing partly because that was when I could, the kids were out of my hair and I could do that, but I also wanted, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want them to participate in it. I needed, I was with them all day and I needed a break and standing at the sink washing was a break from them. So, but now we're trying to kind of get them to help clear the table and clean up the kitchen after dinner and that kind of thing. So it's, we're, still working on it, but I still come down and do dishes after I put them to bed. If that's, if that's what works out for that day, seems like it kind of changes every day instead of like a constant thing. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Tell me, um, another strategy that's helped you
2: the container concept. That was huge. When I was listening to your book, I had literally taken everything out of my homeschool room, which is also like our eat in kitchen area. And I was fixing I fixed holes in the walls and then repainted it. And then my thought was, I was just going to put everything back in an organized way because organization is the key. We just have to organize. The right, things. right. Of course. So, I mean, it's so obvious, high. right? <laughs> yes. And then you said the container concept. And I was just like, oh my goodness, my house is a container. It can only fit so many things. The room is a container. It has its limits. So it was just, just a, not a, even just like my homeschool shelf is a container, obviously. But my house and that room is a container. It can only fit so many things. And I can only fit so many things that I can and my family can deal with. So just container concept and clutter threshold was just was huge. Yeah.
1: Just knowing that there's a limit. And I would assume, especially as a creative person and homeschooling is also a creative pursuit in a lot of ways. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's easy to collect things for you know, these things that, yes, I actually would be someone who could use this someday, but knowing that there's a limit is such a relief to me. Yes. It's like, okay. All right. It's not just, oh, I could do something with that someday legitimately. And so I'm going to keep bringing it into my house and then my house is harder and harder to manage, but I never really realized that it was harder and harder to manage because of all the stuff I was bringing in.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So, when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well being a priority. you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Now. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some of your um, situations or, you know, questions that you have.
2: So as i my house has, it doesn't even look like the same house it did like two years ago when I started, well, I guess it's almost two and a half years ago at this point. When I started like following your steps and whatnot, but there's still those hot spots and the the kitchen counter that is just I just drop stuff on it, and the the dryer is right inside of our garage, so it is constantly piled with stuff. And it's me. It's not. I mean, I can point fingers at my kids or my husband about certain things, but th- those two spots are that's all that's all my problem. Yeah. And I just um, I try to do the five minute cleanup. To kind of focus on those areas, but I never seem to, it never seems to make a big enough dent to, to fix the problem. Okay.
1: You said you've done five minute spots there. Have mm-hmm. you done focused decluttering in that area? Um, as far as like, I'm going to, I'm going to today make this my decluttering project. I'm going to start with the trash, dah, 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 make final decisions about each item in this space and get it completely cleared. Have you done that yeah. at some point? Yeah, okay.
2: but both of those spots, um it's the kitchen island so they, that that yeah. technically that island shouldn't have anything on it. I do keep my um my planner. I pull out of my purse when we're home and that's so I can that's my calendar for our life or whatever. so that lives on the island. but the, other than that, that island is supposed to be perfectly clean so they can kids can eat at it and you know yeah. do school or whatever. There's not supposed to be junk on it. Same thing with the, um, the dryer because I need to get to the lint trap on t- that's on the top of the dryer. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is supposed to be is when it is perfectly decluttered, and I've gone through all the steps, it should be completely empty. But I think the, the, the empty space, the tabletops yeah. are my nemesis. If it's a flat, flat I surface, I think I
1: need to put crap on it. I know. I, I totally understand that. So uh, what are the things that are consistently there again and again and again?
2: Well, so it's two scenarios. Let's start with the dryer. It, okay. That would be um, like right now there is things that need to leave the house, like to go to other people, and then there's a couple things that need to go into storage, like that's like my Christmas tree skirt was in the wash. Mm-hmm. It came out of the wash before I put the Christmas or after I put the Christmas decorations into storage. So I need to pull a box out and yeah, do that. So
1: is it pretty random
2: or is it often random stuff? Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, how often are you returning things to people?
2: Probably not very often. I mean it's just either like my kids will grow out of clothes so I hand give them hand-me-downs to people some certain things and then like if somebody brings a dish or something like that and I have to return that those kind of, you know, not what kind of things or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, so I mean I get it and I I have finally got to the point where I try to try to avoid any kind of borrowing just because like, I, I am so bad about it. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating to me. And I just, I'm like, it ends up being a pile. Um, Mm -hmm. but having a place for returns is still not ideal, but it has to be a container. So like I, at our new house, I had like a couple of things that need to be returned to people. And so I have it, in our coat closet, like there's a box in there and that's the container for things that need to be returned because just setting it out to remind myself doesn't tend to actually happen. So instead like putting it in a place so that when they ask about it, I know exactly where it is or ideally putting it in my calendar as I'm going to go return or taking like this, this moment and say, I'm going to go, this is a valid use of my time. Cause that's where I struggle is I'm like, ugh. I just needed. It would make so much more sense just to remember to take it with me
2: when I go to church yeah. or whatever it is where I'm going to see them. But uh, that never happens. Take it there now is is a is one of the things I do struggle with because I feel when I'm working on an like if I was working on my dryer to declutter it for the five minutes when I take something there now I'm immediately distracted and I just get started off on something else. But the, 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 the taking the combat, it
1: there now even though you get distracted, that item is done. Do you know what I mean? But but when you're resisting the taking it there now, then that's when those things just sit there forever and ever and ever. Do you know what I mean? And so it's that kind of a, I have been diagnosed by many of y'all on the internet with ADHD. I'm not sure what your situation Mm -hmm. is, but, (laughs) but So I I can't, I can't speak to it exactly like, oh, I know for sure because I've been, but at the same time, that's where I struggle is like all of these best intention situations, which is kind of what your dryer sounds like, because it's like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense to do this right now. Take the tree skirt to actually put it where it goes. Um, you know, I should do that when I'm actually heading to the attic or whatever it is anyway, you know, Oh, it doesn't make sense for me to deal with, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, the more I force myself to do that and say, okay, I need to work on my house. You've just said that the rest of your house, a lot of it has come so far. This is a problem area. So I'm going to solve this problem today and I'm going to go pack the kids in the car and we're going to go drive around and I'm going to take things to the people I said, I was going to take them to now that has several different results come from that. First of all, it gets done. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's annoying to do it, right? Like, it's like, Oh my word, we just spent our entire day going and taking these Mm -hmm. things to people. And probably one of them will look at you like, Oh yeah, I didn't really need that. Or I forgot I had that. You know what I mean? Like that's going to happen. And so you go through that and that pain that you feel of doing this super annoying thing. Well, then the next time when you're like, oh, I should leave this here because I'll probably give it to so-and-so someday, it's going to change that experience when you do that. Like the best way to stop having clutter is to, or stop bringing clutter in is to mm-hmm. declutter, you know? And so it's like yeah. realizing the pain of get it how, what it takes to get rid of it. Yes. And, and if you find yourself, if you find yourself resisting this spending a day driving around blah, blah, blah. Then you need to ask yourself the question, okay, I don't want to spend a day driving around. Instead, I am going to put these all in one box and donate them at that little, you know, receptacle thing that's at the grocery store parking lot or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like it it will change your perspective. It's like, but as long as it's just a pile of good intentions, then unless you're in a conscious mode of thinking about it right now, it just kind of disappears in your brain because, oh, well, that's, that's for later. That's whatever. But
2: then meanwhile, it drives you crazy that it's there. Yeah. And then when intentions you, of giving kids clothes, yes, doesn't do any good if it never gets to the kid. Exactly. Because I have had
1: that experience when my kids were little and I used to put them in piles of all the very best places where things should go. It would take me so long mm-hmm. that the kid I was going to give it to had grown out of it by the time, you know, right. They wanted it or you can, you know, and if you're, if you just can't bear to do that, take pictures of the stuff, send it to your friend who you were thinking of and say, would you want this? I'm going to put it in a bag on my front porch with your name on it. You know, like that kind of thing, just to kind of take the, as my husband always says, you know, like put the monkey on somebody else's back. I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean? Like, it's (laughs) like, let me get the monkey off of my back and put it on. You know, so it's like, I've done my thing, but I'm going to do kind of the lowest level because I have to get this done, you know, because you're dealing with all this. And then they may say, no, I'm good. You know? And and meanwhile, you may have kept it for six months thinking they might like it when in reality they had four pairs already and they didn't need that, you know? So I, I think it's that solving this problem, you know, anything that's a constant irritation to you. Any space is a constant irritation to you. Solve the problem today. Like actually solve it, not just decide what you're going to do, but say I'm going to solve this problem today. I'm going to go distribute all of these things. I am going to um you know take this tree skirt to the attic, do the annoying things. I'm going to solve that today. And then I'm going to consciously for the next 7 days solve the problem again once a day. You know, so like now I'm going to say okay, I am focus this week on this spot on top of the dryer. So yesterday I cleared it off today. Wow. It's so clear. I mean, it's got two things that have just randomly landed there, but I'm going to solve it again today before it's actually a problem. We deal with those two things. And the next day there's nothing, but I checked it. Okay. The next day there's something I solve that problem. You solve it every day for seven days. And it starts to really change how you view that spot. And it might give you the, okay, realistically, I do actually give things to people on a pretty regular basis. And so it is valid for me to have a box here of, you know, or in this general area or box here next to the dryer or whatever, where I'm going to put things that we're giving away or things that we've borrowed or whatever. But over time, then it starts to change your perspective on the things that actually do go on there.
2: Right. Does that help at all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's kind of what, that's kind of how I tackled my master <laughs> bedroom situation. So it would make sense that that concept would work somewhere else. Cause that, that I mass overhauled my whole bedroom and then I kept up a little at a time. And every, you know, every day I, or every couple days, I just, you know, clear the clutter and wipe off the surfaces and we're good to go. But it's just the, con- this getting in the routine of this needs handled. It's not just going to automatically take care of itself.
1: And then as you did that in your master bedroom, did it change the dropping of things onto surfaces eventually?
0: Yeah. Did it help you with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then with the kitchen Island, I mean, I have an Island for the first time in my life and I always wanted an Island and I do love it, but yeah, it is real convenient. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's one of the things that's going away during our kitchen remodel, which is, is I don't know if this is going to happen this year or next year, but it's in the near future. And I told my husband, like, I don't want it. I'm, I would prefer to have regular counters around the outside and a table or nothing, but the benefit of it is not outweighing the problem that it is for me.
1: Yeah. Well, and I hear it all the time from people. I mean, it just is. So I think it's that again, solving the problem today, solving it again the next day, you know, purposeful things. If something has to go here, I know, um, you know, the nester, she was on my podcast a long time ago and she's into decorating and everything. And she, um, or she's the queen of decorating really, but I mean, she's real big on the trays, you know, like if stuff is going to end up here, there needs to be an actual purposeful place for it. And often just having a purposeful place for that is like, oh, well, this is a purposeful place, but it's for X certain things. And that kind of triggers my brain that it's not for all these other random things.
2: Yeah. Um, Not that I have have a little basket that sits next to my planner that has like my, that has a few other, like my headphones Mm -hmm. and some glasses and things like that, that I need to, that that's their spot. It makes the most sense for them to live on the Island, but it's a container. So it should, it should contain my, the things and when it's full, it needs to get dealt with. I know easier said than done, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's the again and again and again part that drives us all crazy, right? Well, now that I've totally solved those problems, right. just kidding.
2: <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing other people in my house. That is definitely not what I'm doing. Okay. And especially, especially my husband, because he's a full his own full grown human and I respect him very much and all of that. But. He and I don't declutter in the same ways, and don't put, don't deal. He's yeah, we're just different. Mm -hmm. Um, So he has his stuff that lives in the garage, or like he'll finish up with he'll he'll do a project in the house, and then the things just stay there, like the tools and the extra stuff. And I don't want to pick up for him because he's a grown person who should be able to pick up his own messes. But the mess doesn't bother him the same way that it bothers me. Yeah. So I mean, I want to be able to like help with it without steamrolling him.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the trigger word there is should he should pick up his own mess, but should is just one of those words that is so rarely helpful. Uh, you know, I mean, it's rarely helpful. That's why I don't use it in the, where should I look for this first, where, you know, where should this go? I cut the word should out of there. And I think in this situation, it also is kind of an unhelpful word, you know, so
2: I realize that,
1: but yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But, you know, you just said that he does projects in the garage and then he'll bring tools in from the garage into the house to do a project, which I'm sure you're thankful for, right? The projects Absolutely. that he does in there. Oh, okay. Great. But it, I don't want to get into like, I know, cause some people will get all worked up about all these things, but it sounds like kind of the house is your place and yeah. he's like helping to do stuff, you know, like being, you know, helpful to you, kind to you, you know, yes, I want this gone and I'm going to do this project or whatever. And he'll do that in there. And then the garage is kind of like his realm where he keeps his stuff that he uses and all that. Right. Right. Is that, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong.
2: No, that's, that's, I mean, we, I have, we don't, we, our house is kind of not set up very smartly. We don't have a basement or an attic. So Mm -hmm. any storage we have is in the garage. So we kind of have it split, like it's like a, her side and his side kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like the household stuff and my gardening supplies are in one area and his tools and whatnot are in another. I just, I,
1: I just feel like as long as the stuff is sitting there, we've got some negative situations, right? We've got, right. it's harder to live in the house because the stuff is there. You're irritated, right? Right. Mm -hmm. but it's not bothering him as long, but for you to go ahead and move the stuff there. I mean, it's one of those times where I, I feel this, I've been through what you're saying. I go through what you're saying. I still have, I mean, I still have moments where I get irritated, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, there's lots of stuff I do. That's irritating too. But anyway, you know, like, and so what I have, realized is it rarely does anything detrimental for me to go ahead and solve this problem that's driving me crazy, that's not hit driving him crazy for me to go ahead and move the stuff to the garage so that our houses, which is the place that I am focused on the most, it looks the way I want it to look. And I don't think we're any worse off for that. You know, I I I don't get the sense from you that you are you know, dealing with an, a sense of entitlement on his part or anything like that at all. No, no
2: he's not expecting so, me to right. pick up after him or anything like that. Right. It's just it just
1: doesn't bother that, him.
2: It doesn't No, It
1: truly doesn't. It doesn't bother yeah. him. And so, and the thing for me that, you know, for my husband and I, I've always felt like I'm often that person, you know, like, so when a lot of women describe their husbands, I'm always like, well, that's actually me and my, <laughs> you know, I'm the one yeah. who, it doesn't bother yeah. me. I don't see it, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, when he, like, one of the things that helped our relationship so much was when he finally said to me, Oh, I get it now. You're not doing this on purpose. Like, you know, and him understanding that I was not doing that on purpose, leaving stuff out and not paying attention. And it, it did several things that made me feel understood. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not misinterpreting this thing because then I, that was when it was even worse. It was like, I do this, I don't realize I'm doing it. And then for that to be, be misinterpreted was really hard. And it also made him like, oh, okay, well, it's not, it's not a power struggle for him to pick it up too, for him to go ahead and pick it up because you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It's just, it, it can end up being a, a difficult situation when it just stays there and you keep feeling resentful as opposed to go ahead and move it. You might be irritated while you're moving it, but then it's over and it's done with, and it's right. not lingering resentfulness or resent. Yeah. Mint or whatever the word would be. Does that make sense? And if I'm misinterpreting, you let me know.
2: No, that's that's that sounds good. The other thing, I don't want to like, I don't want to make him feel like I'm kicking him out of the house either. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm just gonna carry all your crap and shove it on your side of the bed, or shove it on, you know. I don't want, I don't. It's his home, you know. Oh, of he course, of to course. Live in the home and have his things in our home, but the like the screwdriver on the countertop is going to get used as a weapon with the kids playing. You know what I mean? Like, or, or something left on the floor, the puppy is going to chew it up. You know what I mean? It's just like, these things
1: have to get dealt with. Well, and I think we're talking about two separate things. When you're talking about his stuff and in the home, like, you know, if you're talking about like his shoes in the bedroom, his, whatever it is that, you know, that you're talking about his books on his side of his bed or whatever it is that he has, that's different than when we're talking about the tools for the project that's been finished, but then the tools just got left there. That's a different situation. Cause where do the tools go? They go in the garage. So all you're doing is taking them to where they go, as opposed to moving his stuff. You like they have a home and you're just putting it back in that home. That's the role that you're taking.
2: Yeah. A lot of, we have, we redid our um, laundry room like a year ago or something. So we, he has a lot of like the, his he has a drop spot for his coat and keys and boots and things like that. Like we have a place for all those things. So that has helped with some of those things, like the, the, the things that need to have a home or whatever. But so yeah, it is kind of two separate things. Well, and once there
1: is a home and there's, you know, it's kind of that container concept of here, here's a space for these things that are yours. Okay. I'm acknowledging you have your own things and that they need space. Here's your space for it. Putting stuff back into that space for them when you acknowledge that maybe he doesn't, he's not purposefully not putting them back in that space. Right. But it's like, it's, it's, you know, just part of living in the house together and working together. So, but I don't give marriage advice.
2: So (laughs) I do love your podcast, when the one you do with your husband. I those are some of my favorites. I think oh. it's really good to hear his side of how he feels about your craziness and all of that. Cause it, I'm sure my husband would have similar comments <laughs> about our journey. He's very um he's very supportive.
1: Like I just I'm always like, I, I couldn't do this if he wasn't so easygoing about it and just like thought it was all great and all funny. And I'm like, Really? I mean, in the beginning, I was like, "Are you not embarrassed that I talk about this stuff?" Of course, it was. You know, I was not telling anybody who I was at that point. And he was just like, "No, I just want to tell people what you're doing. I think it's so cool." And I'm like, "Well, that's weird." But (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah, no, I'm I'm very think because I know everybody has a unique situation. Everybody has interesting dynamics. But listening to your situation and what you're talking about, I think it's one of those times where, um, you know, just just see and.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I don't get married to bite. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This
1: Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate. Every mom in your life, every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get fifty
2: percent off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Okay, let's talk about um, the next thing. You got one more place you want to talk about? Um. Yeah. So I, when when he was gone, I had a year and a half, almost two years of lots of extra free time that we I would have spent with him. So I did all kinds of house projects. So I redid closets and took loads upon loads to the Goodwill. And awesome. kind of the last area that I haven't tackled is pictures, printed pictures and like memorabilia stuff that would go into a scrapbook. And I do scrapbook. So I have intentions of putting all those things in scrapbooks and I have stopped printing pictures until I I have them digitally saved you know dated and everything so when I do a project I can print them for a specific project so I don't have the actual physical clutter of photos laying around but this is there's the first 10 years of our marriage yeah things that are I'm working on scrapbooking and whatnot and organizing but I haven't touched them in I haven't purged it down or figured out what, how to, I don't even know what to do with them. It's, it's kind of one of those things where I look at and I just stop looking at it and walk away.
1: <laughs> I just, no, I get it. I mean, that's it's cause it's all emotional, right? It's all emotional yeah. yeah. and it's also a creative time, creative part of you. So there's an identity mm-hmm. issue there as well. Okay. So what space do you have to devote to the stuff involved in this?
2: Um, I have a desk, a regular size, it's actually a door. It's a, that's the tabletop. And then I have, it's sitting on two, three shelf bookshelves. Okay. The, uh, like counter height kind of bookshelves. Mm-hmm. So the bookshelves are on are the either end of my scrapbooking desk. So the, that's where, where I have to keep all of my things.
1: Okay. And so in the bookshelves, do you have
2: containers or, or what? Um or is it shoved? Um it's mostly I have like that's my paper, the scrapbooking paper and supply, you know, the little mm-hmm. things I need to do the scrapbooking, that all kind of lives there. But there is a couple shelves that are just stacks of the stuff that needs kind of figured out. So what
1: um this is something you used to work on when he was deployed a lot or
2: actually I didn't I didn't get to do I you I do um scrapbooking weekends. Okay. So I usually pack everything up and go sit in a hotel for a weekend and scrapbook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes I work on it at home too. If I, like if we have a long weekend or whatever. And I do, before I started this journey, I had no free time in my house. I didn't have any time for any, because I was constantly cleaning. I was constantly dealing with the stuff that was above my clutter threshold. But now that I'm kind of below it, I have time that I could devote to some hobbies and things like that. But the figuring out which pictures to get rid of, and so when was the last time?
1: Yeah. When was the last time you, um, scrapbooked
2: probably right before Christmas, I, I do I, that ahead. desk is for, um, it has my cricket on it and that and my crafting supplies. So we used it a lot over in December for, um, okay. like for pictures and then for making cards and all the Christmassy crafts mm-hmm. that happen.
1: Okay. So you have done it in the fairly recent past. What what would, I mean, what did you do? How much were you able to do? Because, you know, doing the scrapbooking counts as decluttering if it's getting the stuff into its final home. So did you, was that satisfying? Were you able to do what Absolutely. you needed to
2: do? Yeah. I feel real. Like I, I, it, it does, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but to me, I'm preserving my children's memories oh, yeah. for their, you know, they can take them and show them to their kids or just flip them themselves. And I enjoy flipping through it. So I do feel good when actually take the time to get it done. And it's a creative outlet, so it's a hobby and for fun, but I also feel like I'm doing something productive for a family.
1: Right. Well, and right now, while your wedding dress business is not quite as crazy during this season, um, I mean, I would say, first of all, give yourself permission to say, I'm going to make it a priority to work on this because this is an issue. This is a creative type you know set of pieces of items things you know that i i'm going to work on and every time that you do give yourself permission to get rid of anything easy like so if i'm going to pull out you know this stack of things that i'm pretty sure might be my third kid's fourth birthday party or whatever i am going to give myself permission to you know go ahead and donate anything that i i don't Use here? I mean, do you feel like you have plenty for every for all the stuff that you're gonna do, or do you feel like it's still an, a hobby that you collect for?
2: Um, Well, yeah. I mean, every crafting hobby, you go into the craft store <laughs> and you come out with three things. But because I have the Cricut, a lot of the pages that I'm doing, or if I'm, you know, laying something out, I make the little cutout tchotchkes that go around the mm-hmm. page myself. So I'm not having to, I, I'm not accumulating a lot more of those because I'm making them for specific things. Do you have those from the past where you, before um, you had your career? But I have kind of, I have kind of pared that down a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly the stuff that's, is the problem is the, like the, the big tote of pictures that I just, and a lot of those, this is going to sound dumb because I know the answer, but a lot of them is pages that I've done, like our wedding, our wedding and our honeymoon is already scrapbooked. But I still have pictures in that tote from our wedding and our honeymoon that didn't make it, That didn't make the cut to go into the book. But that was kind of a big event. And it feels like I shouldn't throw those pictures away. But there's that shed word that I just caught myself saying. I know. So maybe that's the answer.
1: Well, and I don't know that I'm the person who's ever going to tell you to throw wedding pictures away just because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that I can say that, you know, but I it, it is. But going through those, If do you have a separate tote of those things that are like the extras that didn't make it in? Yeah. Okay. So I would if if you're just really wanting to pare down, I would start with that tote and go through it with zero commitment and say, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I may not throw anything away, but I'm gonna go through this tote and I am going to see, I'm gonna get rid of anything that is easy. Maybe a double, maybe a um photo of you know, somebody who is I'm can't believe they went to my wedding, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. things that, you know, it's like, Oh no, I'm going to give myself permission to just go through this and see if I can reduce. And by doing that, you will very likely reduce. Cause you might have six of the same picture, you know, and I'm going to say, I'm going to keep one. I can do that, but then I'm going to get rid of the other, you know, five of the same thing. I'm going to reduce this. I'm also going to now know what I'm dealing with. And then I move Mm -hmm. to the next thing. And then there's something about your brain, knowing what you're dealing with, that then as you continue working on your scrapbooking, as you continue going through things, things may look different to you as you are scrapbooking and you choose, you see six pictures that are similar, but one of them is the one that you pick. Now, because of that pain of having gone through and looked, made these difficult decisions or looked at things, those other five pictures may look different to you now. And you're like, it'd be easier just to go ahead and get rid of these now. You know, like all of that process in your brain starts to, yeah, it really does affect how you see things in the future. So I don't know if that's really a great example, but like also seeing has anything else been mixed in there? And maybe, maybe it is very, you know, organized. There's just a lot of stuff, but. I know for me, it should least. all be
2: because while I was going through the rest of the house, I kept bringing any items that were pictures or the, you know, the I don't, like programs from the kids recitals and things like that all got put in this one place, but it, it's a, it's a tote sitting next to, or, you know, a bucket sitting next to my desk. It's yeah. not in the desk and the desk, when I set it up in the first place and allowed myself to have that place for my hobby, yeah. that was the container and the head that needs to fit in that container, because there's other people that live in this house that need the space for those things. Well, and, and two, overflowing. if
1: you have bringing, if you've been bringing stuff from all over the house, there's a decent chance that you could have four of the same program. Probably. I mean, like, you know, maybe there was one in one kid's room and there was another one that was, you know, in the garage, somebody dropped it in there. You know, I mean, like all these different places, you could end up with multiples of things. And so, just going through and putting your likes together mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, it's part of the decluttering process, and it's very good at revealing. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of something.
2: Yeah, I think you I just wanna... need to allow myself the. It's gonna because it's gonna take a chunk of time and emotion. Yes, because right, it's because it's it's memories and you know feelings and all of that. But I need to maybe even schedule a day or a chunk of time. And take care of it because it's, it also, it's sitting there is not doing anything for my brain either. Cause every time I see it, I feel guilty, but it's Mm -hmm. still sitting there. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And it's that, like you said, it's sentimental, it's emotional, but if you go through it, giving yourself permission to only get rid of the things that are not emotional, then you're going to be more prepared to go through it again in the future because it's not going to be quite as emotional. It's like when you, you rewatch a movie that you saw as a child and the first time it's like, Oh, and then you watch it again and you, you just don't have that same, all those same feelings again, you know? So it's like, you could then look at it a little bit more objectively. So give yourself, yeah, yeah. I think giving yourself permission makes, to go that through makes,
2: that. Makes complete sense. Yeah. I think that's in my hangup is I just know it's going to be not necessarily painful. That sounds dramatic, but it's, it could be, but it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think
1: giving, yeah, even if all you do, even if you go in there with no commitment and you literally don't get rid of anything, which I find hard to imagine that there's nothing that you couldn't get rid of non-emotionally, but even if you didn't, it would still be worth it because the next time it would be that much easier.
2: I'm going to write that down. No commitment. Yeah. I like that. That makes me feel like I can handle it. Okay. So anything else you want to talk about? Um, oh, it looked like you had a four question.
0: I did. Yeah. Question. yeah, go ahead. The,
2: the fourth thing is, is meal planning. And mm-hmm. on paper, I know how to meal plan. I can, I have a whole recipe binder of recipes that my family loves. And I have a, um, I got a Aldi shopping check, like a list where you fill in, like, I need two milks and you just write a two and you check it off when you're at the store. And so I have a printout. So I can, I know how. To make mm-hmm. a meal plan ever since he got home. So like all year now, I just can't do it. I don't know what, it's just the thought of doing it makes my head spin. And I've just been cooking very randomly for the past year, which is not good for our budget. And it's not good for our waistlines either. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. these days, like where I'm, I want, I want to make sure we're eating all the vegetables and, you know, getting all the healthy stuff into our diet. So I just finished up the, um, like the three week trial of prep dish and I really enjoyed that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I, I love prep
1: dish. I I will say one of the things that is key for me is the pre-cooking my meats. So even when I'm doing a week of prep dish meals, I will often still use my pre-cooked meats. Like so, okay. you know, and maybe she'll say, well, she doesn't as much as she used to, but sometimes, you know, she'll say like buffalo. And I'm like, mm, well, I got ground beef already cooked. That's what I'm using, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, but i I never have any issues with substituting, like I substitute everything all the time. But yeah, I think it's that do you pre-cook
2: your meats? Um, not to the extent that you do, but I will um if I'm having a meal that has ground beef in it, I will go ahead and cook, cook several pounds with, mm-hmm. you know, when the, with the onions right in it or whatever, and throw some in the freezer. So that helps mm-hmm. some, I don't, I don't necessarily do it with chicken as much just because I don't, I don't have a lot of like shredded chicken kind of recipes.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it, it might be sometimes look like for, grilled. Yeah. Yeah. Look for a couple of shredded chicken recipes. Um, and maybe just try it once or twice to do Mm -hmm. that, but you can also be, you know, pre-cooking some rice or pre-cooking some beans or, you know, doubling up on anything like that. Um, that in and of itself will help a lot on the, um, having a way to try a new meal, but being able to skip the messy part that, cause that, that's my issue is I'm like, yeah. I just don't want to be making the big mess every single yeah,
2: I really of, yeah. i did I really enjoyed the having the prep day and getting all you know mm-hmm. I took out the trash the next day and all you know all the packaging was done and whatnot and having because my kids are in ski club right now, so Fridays, I'm not home all day because they're I'm sitting while they're doing the snowboarding and that is so that cool just, by the it's, way <laughs> it's they're having a blast. It's really cool. awesome, yeah, um. But that but I don't have time to cook and I don't yeah. want to necessarily want to pick up a pizza on the way home every week for right. the entire winter. That's not very smart. Um but well and I, a casserole ready to pop in the oven is nice. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think too, if, if prep dish is what's working for you, then I would say keep doing that. You know, I'm like, if it worked well for you for a couple of weeks, I know it was a free trial, and so now you're like, oh no, I have to make the decision, do I and want to spend the money it, or not?
2: Yeah.
1: And and I get that but like, I, I find it, that will get me on track. Like that will, you know, let me do prep just so that I don't have to be thinking through the healthy meals. I don't have to be thinking through how this is all going to work. Um, so keep going. I think, with that the was thing my, that, I
2: think that was what was hanging me up. With. I just like, I don't know. My head was just in everywhere else. And I have so many, yeah. there was, there's so many things to try to sort out since he's been, I don't want to say back living with us. Cause he lived with us the whole time, but but no, I, I, mean, I get what you mean. All it's yeah. he's here on a much more regular than he was before.
1: So, I, and you're excited about that, and you want to selling. show that you're excited about it. But it does yeah. present challenges. And I don't want
2: to be wasting my time doing yeah nonsense stuff when I could be spending time with him that we didn't get to do for the however many years before that. You know, yeah, but exactly. but we still have to eat dinner. Like my kids want to eat all the time, so know, like
1: <laughs> every single day,
2: all the time. <laughs> I know.
1: No, I would, I would stick with that because the other thing that will happen too, is as you do the prep dish for a couple of months, even then you're going to find, Oh, these were our favorite meals from that. So that, you know, I, I kind of get the idea
2: of how to do certain things. Give myself permission to do it for a chunk of time. And then go. we have like family recipes and all kinds of things, but I, I love cooking. I've learned, I it's, I don't, it's not something I hate, but recently it's been just, it's, it's not enjoyable and it's very stressful yeah. to me, Yeah. but maybe
1: I let somebody else do the meal planning for a while. I think, I think there's a lot of value in that. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, this was fun. Um,
1: yeah, anything much. else you want to talk about?
2: I think we covered all my, all okay. my problems. I, so I've solved everything today. Everything. Yep. Oh, Perfect wow. Job.
1: Perfect. I am amazing. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, this has been really fun and um so tell me what you love about
2: being a kindred spirit. Being surrounded by, well, virtually surrounded by people that are just like me. And the um just the very real pictures that we can post of the before and after and nobody nobody bats an eye when I show a picture of my cluttered island because mm-hmm. we're all the same and I love it and it's just so supportive and non-judgmental, Real life,
1: supportive and non-judgmental and everybody just like, it, it's like you go into everything knowing everybody's wanting to improve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't, so, so it's like you can post something that's a struggle and you don't have to defend to anybody, anything, you know what I yeah. mean? Everybody's like, yeah. we know that you're posting that because you're working on it. So, right. because I feel like that's some of the other places in the world and internet is like, if you show a struggle, people are like, oh, you're okay with that. And you're like, no, that's not the point. You know? It's yeah. like,
2: I'm trying to work and I'm trying <clears throat> to, you know. Yeah. There. We can, we can post things and nobody's like, well, why did you let your house get like that? Why? Exactly. Did? There's none of those questions. It's just, it's just encouragement. And, yeah, and I mean, it's really nice exactly. All
1: right, well I love it. Um okay. All right, well this has been really fun and I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. That was my conversation with Amy. I hope you guys loved it. Um I hope you learned some things uh, as we had our conversation. I just I enjoy these conversations so much. So, uh if you're interested in becoming a patron of the show, then go to patreoncom clean and find out what that means.
2: There All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.